tonight's second place finisher. Plenty of fans here, Brett, and a solid second place finish. Yeah, I got to shout out the uh, Turn 2 Terror Boards over there. Uh, they're all a bunch of good guys to hang out with, talk to. I, I really like them. <laughs> going on turn two terribles we back we had a little bit of a break jimmy here with jay-z and chris we got some special guests today uh kyle keen and brett strickler we're going to be bringing those guys on that's pretty much mostly what we're going to talk about today just be talking with those guys uh but we back we've been gone for a little bit but uh we got a lot of good exciting things lined up here and this is the beginning of it uh We'll eventually have a show where we catch up on some of the things that we missed over maybe the past three, four weeks or so, but uh, we'll probably just hit on them a little bit tonight. So, guys, how you guys doing? Good to see doing you Doing good, man. We're ready to go. Glad we're back. Uh, Going to have a great few weeks here coming up. We have some some awesome guests lined up, and I think, you know, episode one of our uh, our guest type sessions here are, is going to be pretty fire. We have some, some local PA guys up and coming here in 410, 358 division and more to come after this. So if you like this one, a uh, little shorter form here, we're going to keep it, uh, keep it on point and not go quite off the rails like we typically do. Well, maybe a little, <laughs> but uh, you know, it, it's going to be exciting. It's going to be a good time and, and uh, try to catch up with some of these guys in the off season and see, see how it's going and you know, where they've been, where they're going. Chris, how you doing, man? Pretty good, pretty good. Glad to be back. Excited for this one. He's a uh, some characters here. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll be. Uh, of course, this is live right now. So, all you guys watching, don't be afraid to be throwing your comments and questions in the chat. We'll try to get to them all as we're as we're talking to these guys and um, and yeah, and then we'll be uploading this uh, Spotify and and all over as well for for you guys. So. Let's bring our first guest on today, 358 driver, Mr. Kyle Keen. Hey, what's Welcome, going on, Kyle? fellas? Hey, Kyle, doing? what's going on, buddy? Howdy, fellas. So. I keep uh, I keep updating Twitter to see if the high limit uh, schedule was announced yet. So, as everybody's following along here tonight, we're going to be kind of keeping up with that a little bit. And if you all see it posted, uh, let us know. We're going to try to talk about that a little bit tonight. Not sure where and and when, but we're going to try to throw that in here oh you got some fans in the chat let's go dakota let's go. shouting them out already let's go. let's go dude <laughs> my favorite crew chief probably so welcome welcome to uh the turn to terribles kyle i know you uh are familiar with all of us in this chat and we all know you pretty well um but you know there's some fans out there that are new to this podcast and 
Um, you know, it's been a quiet off season a little bit for you, and uh, we wanted to get you on here first for sure. Uh, as being a good friend of ours and of the show and a lot of our group on iRacing and in, and in real uh, real life. Um, <clears throat> we, you know, we just want to catch up with you a little bit and get to know you a little. So, um, you know, I think if, if, if we can start, tell us a little bit about your background. I know, you know, the key name is a name that we all know here in Central PA. And, you know, you've done a good job marketing yourself and, and kind of a little bit of your story and you have a good you have actually a really good website i know it's probably ready to be updated but it tells a good story about your team and yourself and your family history but tell us a little bit about your your history in in central pa racing um unfortunately it's very boring and not very long but uh (laughs) outside of you know me racing personally um you know i was too young to really work on a race car when my dad was racing so uh i don't have very a lot of memories at the track but not necessarily like knowing anything about the cars um and when my grandpa got into racing you know i was a sophomore or junior in high school so i had an idea of what was going on but definitely didn't know how to work on any of the cars or anything like that um started helping like mountain tires you know drilling holes for bumpers things like that really small things um and then when he passed away it kind of got out of it for you know really a long time and uh didn't really wasn't really involved, didn't really have a team I hung out with, nothing like that, didn't really have a lot of friends. Um, you know, obviously I had college and then I got out of college and worked right away. So, um, you know, racing really wasn't necessarily on the immediate future for me. Um, and I, I was a dual sport athlete in high school and I had uh, plans going into college to play um, football. So once I got out of college, I, uh, decided after I racing for two years with Jeremy um, <laughs> that this was probably something that I wanted to try because I had been around it my entire life. So um, I talked to my dad because, you know, everybody knows with my family history, my dad raced and raced 410 for, I don't know, five or six years. And uh, we came up with a game plan, went and bought a used 305, a Mach 1 chassis up in New York, air motor, and we started spinning laps. First race, that's well. Uh, I got 15 laps in, and I hit somebody and flopped, and flopped over. So, <laughs> <laughs> that's really going to be my thing. <laughs> but uh, I kept the nose down, kept grinding, and eventually started making features and then moving forward to features in you know, middle of the end of my first season. Um, second season came out really strong uh, with a third at scoring uh, knob, I think. Um, and then backed that up. At Seawans Grove, was running second to Doug Dodson, I think. Uh, we had a restart with, like, three to go. I, I was pretty sure I was going to win. I just felt really good, and my right tire came out. So that was, like, pretty deflating. And then I kind of had, like, a, a mediocre year the rest of that year. Um, top 10, top 5, things like that. But nothing really to write home about. Um, then I decided to take a year off. You know, racing's expensive, and I wasn't sure if it was something that I wanted to keep doing. Um, especially with uh, the career path I had chosen at the time. So took a year off, I just helped my buddy Kenny Hefner with his 305 and try to learn more about how the cars work, how the shocks go together, um, what's wearing the car, just everything, any, any possible thing you can think of. So took that year, um, first couple of races we started off kind of rough. It was just you know trying to figure out what Kenny liked, what the car liked, um, what I felt was right, you know, bouncing things off people. Um, and we started having 
more speed through the year and it just kept getting building and building and building and then at the end of the year um when the 305s were there with the outlaws uh, we finally got our first win so that was a really cool first win we passed some really good race cars to get that win mm -hmm. so it was definitely hard work for um kenny had probably thrown away three or four wins but you know he was just as new as i was and uh we worked really hard together and it was very gratifying and to get my first win no matter if it was in the car or out of the car you know something like that is something you can't ever take away especially the the work that we put in so shout out to my buddy kenny um and then after that i was like you know what i want to race again i miss it too much i'm tired of watching it sucks and <laughs> especially after you've driven one and you did the hype you get is unreal especially when you're going you know i don't know what the 358 is good the grave probably 120 into the corner and you get that rush and it just buries you in the seat and it's unlike anything you'll ever feel in your life and after that decided it was time to go 358 racing we had talked about it at the end of my second year definitely didn't feel like i was ready for a 410 uh, wanted to get some more seat time still do obviously um so next year we're just gonna keep banging away the 358s so I want to go back just a little bit here to that win with Kenny. Um, <clears throat> that night was an eventful night for a lot of people. Um, so um, in a lot of people surrounding you and this group in this, this little chat here. Um, so I'll let these guys get into some of the shenanigans. But one of the things I'll remember from that night of many, uh, one of them was your dad running down through the, the you know port royal where you know the pits are out of turn four and they come down to the the, the access road to the victory lane your dad running to victory lane yeah. now like i i know that meant a lot to you and i know what it meant to kenny but to see your dad that excited from like a distance even right like yeah, that yeah. that really like it really kind of hit not hit home for me but it really like showed me like man like this is this is why people these we do what we do and yeah. you guys do what you do i'm just a fan but like that really kind of like showed a lot to me the passion and and how much you know you guys put into it and then you know blood sweat tears and emotion and time like that, that really stood out to me that night and uh not to be a, a, too much of a serious note but man I, I was so proud to see you guys there and accomplish that together as a group and and from where you started that year to where you went and and kenny's success you know and i yep. know we, we talked about it kenny not that he struggled but he didn't he wasn't a contender in a lot of races previous to that year and the amount of growth he did throughout that year together with you learning and him driving was pretty neat to watch you know from a spectator's standpoint and uh you know i, I can't imagine you not wanting to race after that like i yeah. i know you yeah. enough that that competitive spirit <laughs> of like man i, I want that feeling yep. of being in that driver's seat and getting out of that car as a winner anywhere right yep. so Yep. Yeah, that was a really right. cool moment for me watching that night, watching your dad run. Because we were standing, I think, I, I I don't think I was in victory lane, but I was standing at the fence there at Port Royal behind, and you could see him running down and just the happiest, I mean, and listen, it wasn't even you, right? You were helping out Kenny, and Kenny was driving the damn thing. So yep. that was yep. really cool. Yeah, no, it's it's something like, you know, my dad and I are, are so competitive, and, and we, we show it in different ways. Um, you know, he's, he's maybe a little more emotional than I am about how, how i want to win but like either way you know we, we both have that passion uh and we want to win really bad and and we want to show up every week and we want to win even though you know it's not necessarily you know you're not going to win every week you know we certainly show up and want to win if you don't i don't know why you're racing 
but right. um, you know, we worked so hard all year and struggled to, and had so many phone calls. Kenny and I were talking several nights a week, you know, trying to trying to understand how to get faster. And every week we just we just kept pushing and pushing and pushing. And, you know, to kind of bounce off of the, you know, the one side of it, Jeremy, where we talked about like the passion and the emotion that you have with racing, you know, you and I talk a lot about like the mental side of things. And for Kenny, I felt like it was really good to stay balanced myself because when he would make a mistake, like he spun out with probably two to go leading at Path Valley. And I mean, like he was by far hand over fist, the fastest car on the racetrack. And he just spun out and, and it was, it was a mistake on him and, and he was so upset. And instead of being pissed off and, and throwing wrenches and, and this and that and the other, I was like, Kenny, it's all right. Now you know what you did. Now let's move on to next week. Let's see if we can win next week now. You know, instead of, instead of trying to make it a negative, let's build on that. Like, right. hey guys, you were, you led 18 laps, dude. You know, yeah. let's finish it off with two more and, and we're right there. So the mental side of this is is extremely hard on you, especially as a driver. And you know, my dad and, and uh, Brent helped set up the race car, but you know, I I make the end call on, on most of my stuff. And um, you know, it always makes you sit there and question, like, man, am, am I ever going to get this? Am I doing the right things? Like, you know, am I ever just going to win? You know, you get you get close, or you know, you start finding speed and then you drop off. It, there's just so many things and in the the competition at 358 is ridiculous so if if you don't have if you're not on your a game when you roll out of the trailer you're you're going to struggle all night long because you're racing against guys like like frankie her who's been racing for 25 or 30 years you know um tyler bram you know brett strickler all these guys have a lot of seat time at these tracks so you have to bring it every week from hot laps on and it can be a struggle sometimes and it it really drains you and it makes you question it sometimes. But at the end of the day, when you have a good run, it just brings everything back up again. And you want to get back right back after the next week. Yeah. And, you know, that those ups and downs are something that, you know, I've experienced with you um, and got to really see with a lot of guys a little closer. You know, getting to the photography thing has really brought me a little closer to the pit area than I've ever been as a fan. And, you know, from sitting in the stands as a fan and it's easy to to not get invested in people's emotions of it. And it's just like, Hey, good night, bad night, moving on. Let's go see these guys next week. <clears throat> really getting close to you. And, and again, we, you and I have talked a lot about the mental side of this. And it, at the end of the day, none of us are, are paying our bills from it. Right. But we're right. passionate. We're, we're competitive. We want to win every time we race on the track, but then there's also a, an expectation of setting expectations of realistic ones, right? Yep, to think yep. you're going to go out and win every race you enter in a race car is unrealistic. That that does not happen. I don't care who you are. It doesn't happen. This isn't like, you know, a, a, a quarterback that has won every game in high school and college, right? Yep. This isn't that, this isn't how that works. This is a team sport, but it doesn't, it just doesn't work that way. So, you know, I think those ups and downs are something that I know you've learned a lot about. And I know that, being on the crew per, crew chief side of it with a driver and learning, saying, "Hey, I I, I know how I'd want to feel after I got out, knowing no one can tell me I made a bigger mistake than myself. Yeah. No one's going to tell me I screwed this up because I like I don't know that, right? So, you know, I think it's different. You're you're a little bit you're more mature. You're a little bit older. You're not 16, 17 years old, and having to get a scolding, right? So I think <laughs> where you're at with that that yeah, we still where do, do you balance <laughs> where where do you balance that like hey 
you know, I, I know I've talked to you about this and, and managing expectations on, yeah, we want to win every race, but to, to, to think that even at three or five division, that was a, that's a great division. That's a very competitive, <laughs> extremely division. competitive. So, and that's hard to win races, right? How do you balance that managing expectations and managing and wanting to win so bad? How, how do you do that for yourself? I don't do that very well. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I think part of, I think part of it for me is, and, and, and my whole crew and, and everybody that supports me in general is like, I don't really have that much time in the seat at all. Like I, like I've maybe had 30, 35, 305 races before I, fought, before I hopped in a 358 and before that I had nothing. And, you know, like my first wait, wait, night back up. zero never raced zero. a race car right. never raced right. a race to car. the point of so, you were so racing, zero to a three racing with jeremy you're yeah, right. with jeremy and you thought I, you I was strapping a was, race car i was jeremy and then bought a 305 <laughs> and then at least he's doing so, it so, so my like, question is why doesn't jeremy have a 305 <laughs> <laughs> did you see my i had to i had to turn my camera off that kid that came in here a minute ago yeah that that, that, that that's why actually your 305 is sitting in in probably a camera bag somewhere so um that's, that's, <laughs> you're, that's not it's pretty close but but uh you know i i think my struggle is for me personally um I caught on to the driving side pretty fast. Um, you know, not necessarily what I wanted to feel or knew what I was feeling, but like understanding how to race and like, you know, where to be necessarily, not necessarily on the track, but just racing people. Um, I felt like I picked that up really fast. And then I've always had decent speed. It's not just been killer speed. So like, you know, I, I want to work on, getting faster more consistently there's times where i'm like whoa like you know we'll have a night at the grove like you're like holy smokes like he looked really good i was like the, my first night at the grove i was running seven my first night ever at the race at williams grove in a 358 and you know that builds me up and i'm like oh yeah like i need to do this was, every week now i was pumped and, that night yeah, yeah you guys were there <laughs> and um you know so it builds yourself up you're like okay next week i'm gonna, I'm gonna top five and then next week you barely make the feature and it's right. like or you know, part breaks or, or part your car doesn't start or yeah right. right so to me it's i struggle with balancing my expectations versus where i should actually be i may be ahead of the curve i don't really know right. but to me right. i feel like i'm behind so you know i'm always pushing myself harder and harder every week and sometimes like back to the mental thing it's it's straining and and it's not necessarily realistic expectations that i have for myself but does any racer really ever have realistic expectations? I, I, I hope know. not, right? I hope not. But it, it's the times when it doesn't go the way you plan, and it's the times when things don't go to meet your expectation in your head that you don't let it snowball into the next week, right? It, right. It's literally forgetting about the last play, the last race, the last weekend, and going, okay, I know what I can do. I know what our potential is. I'm going to put everything into this week and not carry anything from the week before. Right. Yep. And if you do all your stuff at the shop that week, and I know you're, you're very particular about your shop work and your maintenance. And if that's all done, the mental stuff is left last weekend because yep. none of that matters. Right. It could be a different track. It's a different, it's a, a literally a different racetrack, Lincoln, Williams Grove, wherever, different conditions, different cars, different pill draw. Hopefully you ever get a good one, <laughs> you know, whatever the case may be. So, you know, that recover from, leaving it behind and moving forward is it can be tough, right? Cause yep. it can be a long season, right? Yep. So this, this past season, um, followed along, had some good nights, right? Had some nights where it was encouraging, had some nights where you're like, Holy crap, this is, 
<laughs> starting off from the back when you pull, you know, pill number 100 out of 100, right? So those can be tough nights where you have speed, but you can't pass cars, whatever the case may be. So how do you evaluate your 358 first season, the ups, the downs, the what? The, and I know you said about consistency and have a more consistent speed, but what is it going to take to get that? Um, I think first year I was on track. I wouldn't say I'm behind or I'm a, I'm a, I'm ahead. I think I'm probably right where I needed to be. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that we brought over from the 305 side that didn't work in 358s. You know, air pressures, um, where your wing angle needs to be, uh, wheel spacing, stagger. Um, these things have more power, so you know that plays a different factor on the race car and how they react. Um, you know, just a lot of like very little things that we work shocks. Shocks are huge. Um, you know, had to really get those dialed in, especially across the rear of my race car. Um, you know, torsion bars, weights, you know, scaling the race car, things like that. Shout out to Coda Coon. Helped me scale <laughs> my race car for the first time. Um, you know, I've, I've had a lot of really good people support me um, in my first year that have a lot of experience. Um and it did push me towards the end of the season to find like a little bit more of a consistent speed. It's just, it, it needs to happen from the first lap of the first heat race to the last lap of the, of the feature. You know, I have to get through the whole night. Um, so I'm, I, I'm pretty satisfied with my first year. Um, that division, especially at Lincoln, um, even Williams Grove, you know, those guys have spun so many laps there you can't make a mistake. You know, Doug Hammaker is going to blow by you like you're tied to a fence post. If, if you run the top, you should be running the bottom. He's gone. Uh, you know, things like that. So you got to know where to be racing on the track, especially. Uh, that's really important. And and making sure your your car is on point. Right. Jimmy, what do you got? Well, I had a question. Well, I had yes. a couple questions. Yep. Yeah. So one, I guess my first question would be, Kyle, like how much of taking that year off to be a crew chief do you think that's helped you on the driver's side this past year? Well, where you're supposed to be on the track and what you needed out of the car, has it helped you in which ways? Oh yeah, absolutely. It's helped me a, a ton. It's helped, it's helped me understand um, in a couple of different ways. The first way is even just watching the race car on the racetrack. Like I knew what was in Kenny's car when I was watching it. So when he would enter the corner and it was doing something that I didn't like, or he didn't feel like, felt right to him but okay you know i think this is where I, we need to be so then i go out you know make a change it would get better or get worse and then you know we would just counteract that so that carried over to like me driving where i got an understanding of what something should feel like what just based on kenny's input and what i saw so i'm combining the two and i'm like okay you know the car was too hard on the right rear on the exit of the corner or, or the middle of the corner. You know, maybe I need to you know, do something on the right rear of the car, you know, things like that. Um, that was probably number one. Number two was just how the cars work in general and, and shocks. Um, I learned a lot about uh, shock numbers, um, the differences in like motor weights, for example, between a 358 and a 305, you know, affect your shocks dramatically and how the car reacts. So, you know, you have to understand the way the race car works with what's underneath the hood. And that, that requires different things, you know, different blocks, the whole nine yards. So um, the other the other big thing I noticed, and this is coming from 305s, was the difference in right rear tires. So 
the H15 tire that that uh, 410 sprint cars, 360s, 305s around this or uh, 358s run around this area are super super sticky, like on the racetrack, like they really grab hard. And I wasn't used to that when I got in a 358 because 305 tires don't seem like they they do that quite as much. And I'm I'm not sure how to explain it. It's kind of a feel thing, but I definitely noticed that uh, the H15 versus the uh, the race saver and and even that and the sidewalls it's like the, the sidewall reacts differently on an h15 than a race saver so you know you got to counteract with that too you know tires are a spring so it's all in, in the whole thing wraps together so to answer your question like there's a lot of things i learned it's just em, employing them in, in in the right way and right making time. that combination <laughs> so yeah at the right time so i learned a ton and I understand race cars so much better than I did before the season I helped Kenny. Um, and it's only benefited me continually um, into this past year and going into this year. I guess the second question kind of a little bit connected. You said iRacing is where you started with Jeremy. and you, So how much did that help you? You said you kind of felt like you naturally picked up the driving side rather quick. Was it, you think the racing line part, was that something iRacing, or is it just completely not even relevant? Um. I, I think iRacing is relevant. Um, I don't think it's relevant as far as feel. Right. But I do think it's relevant um, in terms of racecraft. So like, understanding, you know, how to slide somebody or, or how to get underneath somebody or, or go around the top. Uh, the racing lines are, are kind of messed up on iRacing as right. far as, you know, top, bottom, middle, you know, where to race. The, the slick's different. Um, the slick on iRacing is, like, way slicker than, like, a real-life slick, if that makes sense. Right. Um <laughs> But I think overall iRacing is really good. I, I don't think – I think you're going to – if you're trying to learn to race, it's really good. I think if you're just trying to hone your skill on racing others, I think it's good. I don't think it's good for, like, throttle control, braking, right. you know, no, things right. like that. Yeah. And I kind of – yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. You said this around racing people, you said you felt like it was more natural, and I was wondering if that's maybe why. Uh, and the last thing I had was – you said you went to college. What was your? What you go to school for? What was your career path um, that you went down to try to? Try to I was do? the good old business major. There you go. <laughs> hey, that so, pays off. That pays off. It did. Uh, business <laughs> management. Um, did four years of beer drinking, and uh, you know that's pretty T two T three to do. Had a couple of very good jobs, so you know it's paid off. Can't complain. Awesome, awesome, Jimmy. I don't know what you have. Um. Well, I. I think we kind of harped on it a lot already, but I, I did want to make a point. Like, definitely all three divisions of sprint cars around here, they're you, you, they're tough. They're probably the best in the world uh, when you when you talk about locally and how good it is from top to bottom. You think that is something that has helped since you are racing against the best, or you know, is it something that maybe? Uh, can get you down sometimes. You kind of touched on that already, but um, um, just just a, the, just a level of competition. Does that help you? Maybe that you know, with you being able to jump in so quickly and kind of feel like you're maybe were a little bit ahead of the game. Is is that giving you a lot of confidence going into the future? Yeah, I mean, I'll start by touching on like you know, the three hundred five stuff competition level, for example. I mean. When, when you show up to Port Royal in a 305 race and you got 50 or 60 race cars that you're trying to make the feature, you know, it's ridiculous. I mean, the 305s, I would, I would highly recommend anybody, if, if you're trying to get into sprint car racing 
or if you just want to race or, you know, you're trying to climb the ladder, the, the start in a 305, I, I really do think that it's a, an extremely good class. Even if you want to stay there and just race, you know, you're going to have great racing every night. Um, yep. It's a great division. Same with 358s, 360s. You know, the competition levels, these guys are so dialed in. And the guy, especially the guys that have a lot of seat time and have been racing for a while. You know, even four four tens, obviously, everybody knows they're ridiculous. But right. um, yeah, I, I, the competition level does push you. Like you get up in the seat, like if you're if you're starting in the second row and you have like Frankie Hur on your outside, Doug Hamaker's on the front <laughs> row, and you Justin Foster's on the pole, like you're like, okay, I gotta go, I gotta go like right now, or I, I mean, I may fall backwards. So you know, there's no playing around. Like it's you have to go. Is there something from what was your favorite race from this past season? What was like the biggest highlight that you took away and you keep looking back on and be like, that's it right there. Hmm. That's a good one. I have probably have two. Um, my, my favorite one, just because we had some success was probably at Port Royal. When we went up uh, in a race with the URC three sixties. Um, I didn't have a very good heat race. I kind of missed the setup a little bit. The car was like sitting on top of the track. You charged for that field. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, you know, we kind of made some changes for the feature and I was still, I was unhappy with the car, but it was fast. So like take it with a grain of salt, you know, but like I wanted to be more left of obviously, but like we were a little, I felt we were hard, right. But it was fast. Like, oh, you were the, hard right, buddy. I I, oh, yeah. I I remember watching you through the corner going, oh, he's got to be pissed trying to drive this thing. At the yeah. first, like, six, eight laps, and then I'm like, well, wait, he's passing some cars here. Yeah. Like, hold on a minute. And then by the end of it, it was still right, but it wasn't nearly as hard right. But those first few laps, I'm like, oh, he's going to be pissed. It was like, it was like, like lifting oh. my front in the air. Oh, yeah. I was like, I was like uh-oh, we're in trouble. But, um, yeah, like, you know, and that's another thing that, that's taught me, like, necessarily – it's something like when I got out of the car that night, I told my dad and Brent, like, you know, I'm proud of myself tonight because I learned to drive drive through a race with a race car I wasn't satisfied with and still, like, try to, like, move forward. Yeah. Instead of just yeah. being like, oh, fuck, screw it. Like, you know, this race is over with. Right. Um, so I was proud of myself that night. But that was probably my favorite race just because we went, like, 18th or 16th to – I think I was up to seventh, and then we ran out of fuel. Yeah, six, seven, yeah. yeah. And, yeah, and, if, um, and I, yeah, I but you were you were passing cars, man. It was, that yeah, night was brutal. Well, I, oh, it was a long evening. And that that six or seventh, by the way, I want to. I, I look back and I look at the cars that were in front of you. Those were guys stacked. in URC division that that dominated that division all season. You know, there there were some really good race cars right there that you were running with. So I I agree that I forgot about that race, but I agree. I, I'd like to hear your second I, one too. I forgot yeah. about the race until he mentioned out of gas. Like, I remember it was all being yeah. so deflated in the end. Well, I, thought like, it, oh, I, thought it, I thought it blew up. I was right, like, we thought oh, it was the worst. No. Like, no. Like, the whole turn to vicinity was just sadness. Yeah. Yeah, but we were going wild before that. We're watching right. it come up there to feel like, let's go. Let's yeah, go. and then we just probably almost, the only person that was probably more sad than us was probably Kyle. But yeah, the second yeah. race, I want to hear about that. It, uh, and I will say, like, to, to finish on the, the port thing, like, you know, we lined up for the for the last restart. And like I saw like Jason Schultz in front of me, Mark Smith, um, Lenny Thompson, like all these guys that I've watched, you know, especially Mark Smith. Like to yeah. even see Mark Smith even in my vicinity, I was like, dude, oh. this is awesome. Like, <laughs> yeah. like this, this is, awesome, is so cool. Even Jason Schultz. I mean, like, you know, I've watched these guys for so long. Right. And um that, that was really cool. That was like a really touching moment. But my second race was probably uh 
my first race at Williams Grove, I Dakota or not Dakota. Um, Brett and I lined up side by side that night, 11th and 12th. Cause we made the redraw, and of course we redrew 11th and 12th. So I'm like, <laughs> you know, yeah, of course. What are, what are the chances of that? You know, but um, so I got up to like seventh or something like that, and I was running really good, and I felt really good, and I was having a really good night. I had a I had a decent heat race. I think I passed. Actually, I started sixth in my heat. I ran up to fourth and and made a, a, a fourth turn last second pass um, for the for the redraw spot. So that was really cool and got up to seventh. And then I made a rookie mistake and shoved it in the inside wall in, in turn one and bent my front axle and, and, and spun out and made myself look like an idiot in front of everybody. But, you know, you're going to have those moments. And uh, I learned I learned to move up the racetrack on entry into turn one at Williams Grove. So hopefully I don't bend too many more front axles after that. But that was probably my, my second favorite. You know, you know what's the uh, common denominator in both of those races is that the turn two terribles were all there both of those nights. We were there. Maybe go. we're good luck. Maybe you guys and, need to be there more often. And just to tie the bow on that little shenanigan story, we were also there tonight of the crew chief win. Yes. By the way, yeah. we were there in body. I don't know about spirit. Uh, uh, I gave Kyle Keen my last fireball shot then. And so shots, I. shots were had. I gave my last fireball to him and Kenny. And I was uh, carrying Chris out of the pit area. That may have happened. We may have lost Jimmy. That may have happened. We may have had another guy named Jay-Z asking where his friend Jimmy was. Jay-Z may have signed some people that day. So, Oh, I did. Yeah. <laughs> it was a good time. It was a great time. Allegedly. Always a good time. That when the fun. turn two terribles are there... Kyle Keen has a good race. Go um, it is what it is. You guys go forward and have a good race. I think we need a sticker. Uh, uh, ooh. Hey. I got Shout out. Covered. I got you let's covered. Go. I got you. Um, go. So my favorite race of your season, probably, I, I thought that port race probably is number one, but the other one for me is your first Lincoln race. Um, you started up front. You finished inside the top ten. Um, pretty sure that was the first one, right? Was that seventh, eighth you got, I want to say? Back half of the top seventh, ten there? Yeah, yeah. Seventh, so yeah. you got out of the car kind of dejected, and I was like hype because I'm like, <laughs> you know what you just did there? And you're like, I went backwards. I'm like, no. You know what you just did there, right? Like, are you aware of what just happened? And I don't think at the time you, like, you weren't very happy with yourself and you weren't very happy with the result, but I, I think my expectations were not that you were going to do awful or finish 20th or wreck the car, but you held your own against the best in that division on the first time in a 358 at Lincoln Speedway. And that is not easy. That is yeah. not easy to do. Um, so that for me, that was like, man, it, like uh, he's having a good time. Like you may yeah. not have been in the car getting passed by these guys that have a million laps and have figured these cars out, but I was watching it going, man, okay, he, he could do this like this. He, not that I never thought you couldn't, but I hear you. Like this, this is legit. You know? I hear so, you, JC. For me, out. for me, that was one of my that was one of one of my favorites. If it didn't reach your list, that was one of my favorites for sure. Of like, that's my dude. Like this, yeah. this guy can get this done. So, um, we're getting close on time here. So, mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about your off season. What are your plans for twenty twenty three? And shout out some sponsors, man. You may not have it all lined up yet, but tell tell me who helps make that thing go around. Yeah, for uh, 2023, not really sure yet. Kind of waiting for the schedules to come out for the Grove and, and Lincoln. I'm hoping, you know, we get some port racing, some Sealands Grove racing, things like that. So we'll see what happens. Um, not really sure. Uh, work schedule may change a little bit, may hurt my Friday night stuff, but um, we'll see what happens. I don't. It's hard to say. But 
um, you know, definitely shout out to uh, Keen Parts, um, High Spin Racing Fuels, Dustin Lehman Construction, uh, Chetron Auction and Equipment, uh, Dublin Gap Ranch, and Coils Lawn Care and Landscaping. Although, shout out to uh, Eric Coyle. He's going on the World of Outlaw Tour this year with CJB Motorsports as a uh, as a tire guy. So he's going to get some, some road experience this time. So, yeah. He uh, came from the Keen Shop, so we'll see what happens. <laughs> That's awesome, <laughs> um, man. Yeah. So on social media, you're talking about paint scheme stuff. You keeping oh, it? Or what are you doing? Yeah. Can't say. Um. Well, sh- hold on. I got one more shout out. Oh, fine right. line, fine line auto body, Jake Rodaball. He's helped me out a ton. Um. He's been there for me since I started in 305 racing. He's been a big help of mine. Um. Wicked Dog Grill, and Wicked Cushion, Matt Henninger. Hopefully he's still Matt watching. Chimed in a little bit ago. I hope Love he's still you, watching for sure. Love you, Matt. Um, but uh, as far as scheme, uh, not really sure yet. I know there was a lot of people that really wanted a new scheme, but I really uh, like that scheme though. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I don't know. I'm I'm kind of partial to my current one, uh, just because it's clean and simple and to the point. Yeah. But you never know. I really like might scheme. Be, listen, if there's something new, you might see sneak peeks here or there. I mean, I you mean, never we, know. We, we might know a guy. <laughs> But I, you I might, do. I might see something. I might be a like better session scheme, or two. So if it if it stays that way, I I do enjoy that scheme. I saw it up close. I mean, I don't need to track, but the, the York show last year when you had it there, that was really cool. Yep. So. Oh, are you planning to have the car at the show this year? I'm going to try to. Yeah, we should have it ready. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, and shout out to Turn Two Terribles. I believe you guys were there for my first heat race one at the Grove. I guarantee you, I was there because I only yeah, had one Chris race. Was, Chris was definitely there. <laughs> I basically lived there. <laughs> so, well cheers okay. to you my friend i do want to get to one person in the in the chat here real quick alex rabbit says come to bridgeport is that maybe something in the future or? i would like to go to bridgeport that'd be a lot of fun looks like a pretty racy joint especially for 358 360s so uh we'll see what happens cool he would be announcing there that which is shout out to alex good for him uh but yeah that would be awesome I, I'm, I'm excited to see what you can do next year and uh uh, just keep kicking some ass out there. You know we're oh, cheering yeah, for you, buddy. Okay, hey, good luck to you this year, man. We'll see you around the track for sure, buddy. Thanks, fellas. Appreciate it. Thanks, Kyle. We'll Thank you, Kyle. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. Just